Hey guys, Tim Shores from Gothridge Manor, doing a Sunday podcast, which I rarely ever do. I just got out there early this morning, just doing some running around. Football Sunday, I'm a big football fan, uh, like my Steelers, for better or for worse. Uh, and that's kind of what I was thinking about the other day, too, a little bit, about uh, competition or sports within game gaming and everything uh there was a podcast i was trying to do earlier about gambling and it just didn't seem to work out because i recently went to the casino and um just i'm not a big gambler but about once a year i might go there and uh, hang out for a little bit and see how much money i can lose so uh but it didn't turn, you know, didn't, I couldn't, I don't know, I guess it didn't have enough traction for it, so maybe I'll combine gambling slash competitions. Because when it comes down to it, I mean, when you're role-playing, they all kind of roll into the kind of the same thing in a way. Because when, ta- when I'm talking about competition, a lot of times with the uh, fantasy games, we're talking more about, like, tournaments, which are... A lot of fun to do if done correctly, uh, and getting a, getting characters involved in whatever section that they they're in. I know recently the Monday night game where I'm gonna play this kind of this little nasty archer guy. I mean, basically he's a, he's very focused. He's very goal oriented. So you know, sociopath might be a proper term for him, but. Uh, he was in a tournament and ended up winning. It's, it, it, I ended up winning my regional, and then I went to, like, the city tournament. Well, then I became champion of the city, beating these guys, uh, which was kind of... It, it was fun because it could have been real close. It was really close, and it came down to, like, your last couple rolls. But, yet, you know, I managed to do it and uh, get lucky enough to, to make them. Because I'm rolling 3d6 instead of rolling... Uh, D20. For whatever reason, my curse seems to be with D20. D6s I seem to do okay with. Uh, so, how do you bring... And I'm, and I'm posing this question to, to all my Anchor listeners out there. And it's been... And, and by the way, my Anchor readership... Or readership... Listening ship... Listening ship? Yeah, sure. Uh, has been increasing quite dramatically lately which uh, I don't know what the cause of it is so I appreciate everybody's uh, taking their time out of their day to you know take a listen to me yapping in my car as they drive because 99% of all my podcasts are done in my car as I'm driving somewhere or from somewhere or whatever so but uh, how do you guys introduce like these competitions now I know in the past I've run tournaments before and I'm gonna, like I said I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mix gambling in this a little bit too when we when I when we used to play GURPS or even I guess fifth edition these days there's usually a skill role for that kind of thing for like gambling or somebody might use sleight of hand if they're they're cheating or something. But you could kind of just do a skill roll thing. So if you made it this far under, you went into the 
um, casino or wherever you're betting at and you come up with depending on how much you succeed by you win this many this much gold or silver or whatever and, and you know that's a quick resolution task like if somebody needs some quick cash it's a good way to do it but I, there's a lot of good role-playing opportunities to do do this um, and I'm gonna focus on the gambling I guess right now because I know I remember back in the day when we used to do that. I, mean, I can't think it was in Robert Aspen things. They, they had this thing called Dragon Poker, which was you know this this crazy game card game that had like a ton of rules. And I think you kind of made them up as you you went. And I know we did that as kids, um, and did that. And it, it was it was a little fun trying to uh, you know create the game that was written in the fiction and everything. Um, did it translate well to the game? Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it did or not, but we had fun. Um, I think we ended up playing more the card game instead of the actual role playing thing at the time. But you know, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're still having a good time. But say you got to get you know you got a regular gambling situation with uh, maybe some dice or card games. Do you create your own card games? And I know there's other things out there, other supplements that kind of have different card games, and they have all of them have their own little strengths and weaknesses for them. Do you role play your gambling or do you just allow someone to do the role or do you do both? Do you like, okay, because uh, kind of what I do is I try to do both. I try to do a little bit of the role playing with the gambling and everything. And then, um, but I do have them make a role because, you know, who knows? Because if their they're player skill, the, the person skill versus the character skill are usually two different things. Um, so... So I try to combine them so that way, but I will adjust their score depending on their role playing a lot of times. And it's a new thing I've kind of come, I've done, I've, I've come to peace with. Instead of just doing a straight, like, oh, give me an intelligence role. I don't do that anymore. What I do is I set a challenge level in my head. So say he's trying to convince, uh, I don't know, like one of the guards to let him go through instead of uh, instead of questioning him much more or whatever. You know, the whole these are not the droids you're looking for thing. What I'll do is I'll set a uh, challenge level up to it. So say it's a challenge level 12. All right, you you go then, but we'll role play the situation first before they go. And if they role play it well, then I'll actually lower the challenge level by one or two. Like I usually do it in in like. Um, maybe one or two levels so it might drop down to a 10 instead of a 12 or if they really you know just kind of blow the role-playing thing it might bump up to a 13 or a 14 and then they can and then they can add their attribute bonus therefore you're always rolling high you're keeping the same game mechanic and i think it's it adds both the the, the mechanic of the role and the role-playing aspect into one thing. Uh, now, for competitions, you know, gambling, so I kind of use gambling along the same line. I would set up a challenge level because maybe the it's a crooked little gambling establishment, so the skill level is going to be a little bit more higher than, or the, the challenge level is going to be a little bit more higher than normal. But if they can role-play it, maybe they find some angles that they can play, Maybe they got, you know, a couple guys working with them. And I would lower it down a little bit so that way they, they have a better chance of winning. 
as for competitions, I think it, it when you're kind of just when your competition's just based on martial skill, like shooting a bow or you know punching people or hitting people with metal objects. I think that one you can almost do a straightforward uh, challenge or, or just basic combat there. However, I think the role-playing aspect, the, the atmosphere around it, really needs to be developed. Um, why is this tournament being held? Who is holding this tournament? Uh, well, who's getting drawn into it? How important is this tournament? Is, you know, it's... There's a lot of different aspects that can really play into it. If, if it's just a village tournament, you know, that's that's cool. Because, okay, let's just take an example. It's just sort of like, let's say it's a summer solstice and, like, these three or four villages kind of get together and do these summer games where they have, like, races and they'll have um, maybe a wrestling competition and nothing, probably too, mar you know, not going to have too many weapons. Maybe a quarter staff. But they're not going to be, you know, probably not too many bows, maybe, you know, for the local militia or whatever. But if you get in there and you do well, then <coughs> while you might not win a lot of money, you actually win a lot of respect from maybe the villagers. And they, you know, you become the champion in these. So when you come around, these villages actually respond to you a little bit better. Um, unless it was somebody's family member, you ended up beating out the champion or whatever, something like that. But... And say if it's a high-end one, say they're doing it, be they're holding the tournament because a new king was um, named. Then it's going to probably turn out quite a bit because people are going to be competing not only for to get recognition, but probably to keep maybe keep their their um, titles in place because um, sometimes uh, nobility comes up for auction. Depending on the king, you know, they can decide, well, I don't like you as my baron in this thing, so I'm removing you from there. And, and while it's not the easiest thing to do, it has been done in history in the past, and it can make it an interesting thing. So maybe if your guy wins, maybe he'll get, the, you know, an interesting role-playing situation where you got this plot of land, but it was taken away from this family who lived on it for a long time. So now you're going to... So now the, the, the player, while he's got some notoriety because of winning the tournament, and now he's a newly minted noble and kind of like the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it favored son, but definitely someone who would be favored by the king because, because of this, that old nobility, the old nobility that was in place, and especially the family that was displaced, is definitely gonna not probably not gonna sit still because of it uh, and cause a lot of problems if not outright war with the character at that at that time um, but it doesn't all have to be that dramatic I mean the role-playing aspects for a tournament is definitely an opportunity to throw a lot of adventure hooks out there have the players meet some interesting folks that um, can become an ally, can become an enemy, uh, either way, you know. Um, it just provides like a, a, a gathering point for all this interest to come at once before it disperses again. Because once it disperses, then the characters will, you know, it's almost like gather, a place to gather all this information, a place to gather all these uh, um, contacts. 
and figuring out where the maybe the player's interest is going to be, and then at that point, after the tournament, and all these players are dispersed or these these uh, individuals are dispersed, which way will the players go? Which way will the party tend to interest go? Because they're going to have probably a bit of an overload for that. Um, I know in the past when I've done it, it's been <laughs> we had a lot of fun with the tournaments. Um, I think I've, gosh, guys, I think I've only run at tournaments like twice in my long time of playing the game. Uh, and both of them turned out pretty well. I had the, one, one of my favorite ones is I had the build up to the tournament. Um, I, I announced the tournaments during one game session, but the tournament was still coming. So, so it took like three or four game sessions or more to actually get to the, the tournament. So there was kind of a little bit of a build-up hype to it because it kind of was mentioned in each one of those. And then I think um, it took like a few sessions to resolve the tournament. And we had a really good time. And one of the players, it was really interesting. He was sort of like these this goody two-shoes kind of guy. Was, you know, was trying, this night he was trying to do the right thing and, and uh, trying to stand on his own and not get consumed by the other organizations that seem corrupt by him but then this opportunity presented itself where he could have he was he basically tried to assassinate um this one of the it was the main guy for the templars i had this templar group that was in there and the templars are definitely you know known for their brutal tactics and their um you know the rumored corruption that goes with it kind of played on some historical stuff with it towards the end of the Templars, and um, he decided to take basically take an assassination shot. Now we're playing Gerbs here, so you couldn't take so, you can take someone out with a single shot if you do it well enough. Uh, and he completely botched botched it. And what was interesting is after that happened, his character slowly degraded into this like petty. Uh, his character changed. It was it was really fun. Like it was it was before tournament and after tournament. Was, you know, BT and AT. Uh, we we kind of referred to it as his character moved on and just seemed to. He came. He he was once like the darling of the the, the um, citizens of the city and um, people liked him and he he was doing good things to someone who. Uh, doubted what he was doing and wasn't having the best luck and some of the stuff he tried to do just turned to crap and made him look bad after the tournament so it was kind of funny and watching if you want to say karma come into play uh, but uh yeah so i'm interested to anyone who's out there listening if uh they use tournaments and how they use tournaments in their game um i'm thinking about presenting one in my game again here pretty soon um what i'm doing is i am uh the hamlet that the, these guys are in is, is expanding it's, it's definitely a hot spot for place because of the adventuring is a big business in my game you know that's where the money's to be made but it, you know it's it's high risk like deadliest catch you know those guys make a ton of money in a short period of time but there's a hell of a lot of risk, risk involved, and sometimes you know people get maimed, hurt, killed um, to to get their piece of it. 
Well, the, the Adventurers Guild is actually moving into the town. And what I was thinking about doing is doing sort of like a, a small tournament for the area for, for new recruits into the Adventuring Guild, which um, I'm going to think about a little bit more. But I'm hoping by Wednesday I have a little bit of a seed that I can plant into the game and let it be known that it's going to be played. I mean, the big draw is going to be basically the monetary um, reward for competing and winning more than the prestige for these guys because they're desperately going to need money, especially since they want to establish their own freehold or whatever it is and, 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 and move on to their own stuff. So build their own stuff. So, All right, guys, I'm going to end it here. I hope you enjoy your Sunday. Go Steelers. Yes, beat the Ravens tonight. Boo birds, boo. Um, but hopefully everyone's doing well getting, getting some gaming going on, and uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot.